0: Frattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast, number eight hundred and ten, March fifteenth already, twenty twenty two. It was seventy degrees on this day in twenty fifteen, and seven below in eighteen ninety seven. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with rookie on production, Chris Revers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor,
1: Joe Sushiré.
0: An interesting email from Randy Rankin, helping us understand better oil production. Dynamics, Joe. Just catching up on the Garage Logic podcast. Listening to the March nine episode. You mentioned oil production in the U.S. has increased in recent years, and is predicted to increase in 2023. I thought the increase uh, surely could be more dramatic than the predicted increase of 2023. So I thought I'd ask someone literally in the field. My brother, Gabe, works as a foreman manager for a company whose sole purpose is to drill oil in the Dakotas. I asked if all the oil wells have been capped during the pandemic have been reopened. He assured me they are. Everything drilled is currently producing, he said. And he informed me to get new product, that is more barrels per day, they need to drill new wells. He stated two factors hindering increased production. They can't find labor to stand up new drill rigs. And material is in short supply. There you have it. So it's a labor (laughs) issue, too. I said labor. Yeah, mm. yeah, labor issue and material issue. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, those jobs pay well. Very well. So where did those people go? Well, they all probably relocated. Well, right? But did they land on their feet with higher paying jobs than they were making in the Bakken
1: field? Uh, you have to remember, they had to relocate and living conditions weren't awesome. Right. I mean, trailers. and.
2: You want and to play like.
3: what Dan Crenshaw has to say I, about I'd... this?
2: Oh, you, go ahead, Johnny, while I pull that I up. do
3: know one fellow who uh, went from Bakken to Texas okay. to work. Same job. Yeah. So Lukenbach? I don't think so. All right. Is Rookie here today?
0: Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zippity-doo-dah. Yeah. Uh,
1: do I? Chris? Uh, yes, sir. Are you ready, or can I say something? Go ahead. Well, all the, these construction guys, you know, they find a home in construction elsewhere. Be, oh, you know, it could be road construction or... Uh, you know yeah anything else so you know they find jobs um the crenshaw video
2: is ready do you want all four minutes of it or i'll do you determine want it re- that okay i
1: might say that's
0: enough <laughs> okay this is the pirate this is the eye Patch guy dan crenshaw from texas republican congressman yes here we go <laughs>
2: smooth today.
4: Yep, wow. Madam Speaker, I rise to oppose the previous question so we can immediately consider the American Energy Independence from Russia Act led by my friend and the Republican leader of the Energy and Commerce Committee, Kathy McMorris-Rogers. This week, our president, our American president, asked Venezuela and Saudi Arabia to increase oil production. Asked them to boost their output so that American consumers wouldn't see a spike in gas prices. Seems like a noble cause first glance. But I couldn't help to think myself, what a strange thing to ask. Because surely he knows that we can also boost domestic production right here at home. Surely he knows that domestic production supports American jobs. And surely he knows that domestic production is cleaner by far than foreign production. Far better for the environment than Venezuelan oil, unless that socialist dictator suddenly became a devout green energy disciple without any of us knowing it. Surely President Biden knows that energy demand doesn't just disappear because he tell middle-class Americans to go buy a Tesla. Surely he knows all of this, right? The answer is, of course, yes. He does know that. The entire Democrat Party knows this. It is impossible not to know these things because these things are cold, hard facts. They are indisputable. And those facts are simple and worth repeating. Number one, The world will demand at least 50% more energy in the next 50 years. That's a fact. Number two, the energy demanded will be reliable energy, electricity that turns on when you want it, heat that keeps you alive in the winter, and air conditioning that keeps you cool in the summer. Fact number three, solar and wind cannot and will not ever provide this reliable energy, no matter how often you worship and pray to the deities of wind turbines and solar panels. Proudly made, of course, by the communist genocidal country of China. Fact number four, American production of oil and gas is far cleaner than any other country except maybe Canada. So these are indisputable facts. So where does that leave us? For anyone wise in the ways of common sense, it leads to one conclusion. It is in the American interest to pursue absolute American energy dominance you don't believe me, let's outline the alternative. Let's imagine we go the way of Germany and invest half a trillion dollars in building out unreliable wind and solar production only to watch our energy prices rise faster than anywhere else and yet still be forced to turn on coal plants and import Russian gas because your green energy just doesn't work the way you wanted it to. The rest of Europe wasn't all that different. They increased their reliance on Russian gas from 10% to over 40% now, and I cannot help but notice the Democrat Party seems intent on pursuing this very path, cancelling leases and pipelines, increasing regulations, chastising our industry. And if no one else here noticed, someone in Russia certainly did. We fast forward to 2022 and Putin, with his newfound leverage over European energy supply, realizes it may just be the right time to exercise his imperialistic ambitions and retake the old Soviet territory of Ukraine leaving thousands of innocents dead, and a Western world order completely upended. And we're all left thinking the same thought. Wouldn't it be better if it was America supplying Europe its energy? Wouldn't it be better if Europe wasn't held hostage to the whims of a dictator? Wouldn't it be better if we didn't have to wonder where the extra oil would come from after we rightfully banned Russian imports? Well, most of us are thinking that. Of course, unfortunately, those in the majority, those in power are not. And I pray that you start. We should defeat the previous question, pass the American Energy Independence from Russia Act and pursue true American energy dominance. I yield
0: I think we've learned something since Putin invaded Ukraine, that uh, freedom is pretty much based on fuel, (laughs) right? Freedom is pretty much based on the availability of affordable, reliable fuel.
1: Yeah. Everything we do is fuel-based. Right.
0: Everything we do. And to bring about the mystery, which is to make this country not the country we know, all you got to do is take away our fuel. Then you've got it. You've accomplished your mission. We become wards of the state. We have lost our freedom to move around, to travel to jobs that will no longer exist because there's no fuel. And it's a, it's a crying shame
2: that we're now led by people who well, are blind to this. I was just going to say, and sadly, half the country is okay or, with, the, 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 with
1: fossil fuel production going down. You said we're led by people who are blind to this. And my question to you is, or are they? Yeah, I'm with you. Right, right.
0: Well, that, that takes them out of the Hanlon's razor category. Yeah. It places them in the category of... Evil. ...willful intent to destroy what was the world's greatest country. Malice. Malice aforethought. Yep. Now, I do have a bright ray of hope regarding this. Okay. Then we'll return to what the White House has done most recently to explain this to the American people. You have those ready. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin uh, may have put the kibosh on Sarah Bloom Raskin's uh, appointment or nomination to a top regulatory position at the Federal Reserve. He said he's unable to support her. Uh, She is a... uh, dedicated enemy of fossil fuel. She would be heading banking regulations. And uh, and if we cross our fingers and the creek don't rise, she won't get the gig. Uh, Manchin said, I have carefully reviewed Sarah Bloom Raskin's qualifications and previous public statements. Her previous public statements have failed to satisfactorily address my concerns about the critical importance of financing and all of the above energy policy to meet our nation's critical energy needs he needed he said he uh, she has said uh, i would uh, i would do everything in my power to not finance uh, fossil fuel exploration mm-hmm. well she doesn't like this country we got to quit putting people in positions of power uh, when they have expressed their displeasure with this country and she would be among them and i think I think some cooler heads are prevailing there and realizing. But how close are we to the tipping point of doom? Because it took Manchin, a Democrat, to back off her nomination. Uh, two years from now, she's going her equivalent will be in, because there might not be a Mansion, And the uh, Democratic Party has sold its soul to the Green New Theology. And it has nothing to do with the climate. Nothing. That's what you must keep remembering. It has nothing to do with the climate.
1: Although that's how they sell it.
0: Well, they're selling it that way, and people are buying it. But it's it's a misnomer.
1: But just imagine. Huh. <laughs> don't play it. Please don't play it. Chris. I got one even better. coming. Chris. Out. Oh, no. Yeah, we got one. You guys, this is bringing me down. I know what. Give it to him now. <laughs> don't and bring then he me got, down. Then he'll have the whole
3: show oh, to get over
1: don't it. Don't bring me down.
3: Oh. Are we playing that game again?
2: Oh, wait, okay, uh, here we go. Here's sure. your vice president of the United States.
4: So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. That's three says. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance.
0: A uh, little problem there, uh, <laughs> Kamala. Uh, Ukraine is not a part of NATO.
2: Oh, that, that is an issue. Yeah. There is, by the way, a guy who I follow, and every time Kamala speaks, you guys remember the scene from uh, Oh uh, Naked Gun where everybody slaps their forehead. Mm-hmm. It follows with that sequence of people slapping their forehead. It's
0: well, in funny. keeping with this ding dong school administration presided <laughs> over by by Miss Francis, the Biden is. I, I I'm so embarrassed to. Report this. I'm not reporting it. News outlets are reporting it. The Biden administration has tapped teenage TikTok influencers to coordinate messaging on Russia's invasion of Ukraine and blame Vladimir Putin for rising gas prices, according to a recorded a recording of a call between White House officials and the social media stars. Days later, Ellie Zeiler An 18-year-old with more than 10 million followers on TikTok posted a video in which she aimed to answer the question, why is gas so expensive?
5: Why is gas so expensive and why is the United States inflation rate at a four-time decade high? I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 and here's what they said. The obvious reason we're getting out of a two-year pandemic, when use goes up, price goes up. But the call is predominantly about Ukraine and Russia, so how does that relate? Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do an international trade. So, with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. For the people who can't pay $7 for a gallon of gas, there's an app called Gas Buddy that shows you the cheapest gas near you as well as a link in my bio to donate to the misplaced refugees of Ukraine.
0: Let me see if I got this straight.
2: Check it on out, Brad.
0: <laughs> because whoever this is apparently has 10 million followers. Her name is Ellie Zeiler. And what, what is she principally known for on TikTok? That is a great question. I mean, could you look her up? Does she do music or... How has uh, she garnered
2: 10 million fans? Does she take her clothes off? No, she's a very attractive young lady. I would guess she's probably in her early to mid 20s. But why? Who? Who are the? Wh- what does she
0: offer 10 million people?
2: Uh, let's see.
0: How uh, to clean a, a pan uh, after you oh, roast a beef? Here or? we go. This
2: one is just oh, called nothing Saturday that good. good. Saturday morning vibes. Okay. Don't want to hear it. Are You sure? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Don't worry about the words. It's her making her bed to uh, a song by the name uh, by, uh, by Drake. Better
1: be careful there. And, yeah, and yeah. we're seeing her, uh, her uh, while down.
2: while we hear Drake. She's uh, making her bed and organizing her room. Okay,
1: uh, let's. I can't believe me of all people is going to rush to the defense of millennials, but I know a few. And they're not as dumb as we think they are. No, of course not. Um, that's not
0: that's that's not the issue with no, this no, discussion. No, no, no,
1: it, it is actually because I think there's enough millennials, at least the few that I know, that would look at that young lady's little TikTok posting, and roll their eyes and uh, tell her you, you need to shut up and go about their lives and not buy into that crap. Well, that, how that's about the fact that she's say. lying.
2: Well, yeah, but you know what?
1: Rising Do, gas
0: prices are not due to Putin's invasion of Ukraine. They were I, rising before that. I'm going right. to s- stand behind Kenny
2: with this. Does she? You're even, both fired. No, listen.
1: No, d- Joe. D- will you three we're shut up? We're not fired. Up? You're fired. Does she
2: even realize that she's not telling the truth? Is my question. No, because I don't think she's smart no. enough to n- to know that. All right, Kenny. Let me rephrase it. Okay.
0: Uh, the White House in in desperation. Sorry for saying shut up. By the way is so trying to dumb down what's taking place that they enlist a TikTok
1: influencer. Oh, yeah. You with me so far? This is corruption at the highest okay, level. Okay, so Julie. I don't this know where lying. you and
0: I are disagreeing.
1: I, I'm, just, I'm thinking my thought was that you're worried that the millennials and the people that follow her are going to buy this hook, line, and sinker, and I'm saying I think that they're smarter than that.
0: Okay, well, I—I I, all I can do is root for you to be right.
3: Uh, I'm Johnny. just amazed that you guys yeah. are surprised and horrified that politicians would have anything to do with lying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> shocked! I'm shocked. I say,
1: <laughs> it's got to be a first, John. But, but John, but John,
2: <laughs> yes. to play devil's advocate on She's what you 18, just said. By the way, Chris. Oh, she 18, is. Okay, she how looks old. Is older she, than Jen? That. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um,
0: I can't even vote yet. But, She's
2: telling us how. Like but John, that. you would even have to admit. If this was a lie from the right side of the politics, it would have been banned from social media.
1: Oh, of course.
2: We, uh, we probably, all know that. Yeah.
3: Are yeah. we playing what ifs that. now? No, but I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think Instagram does that, though. I think the other ones do. The,
2: this was TikTok, uh, though.
3: Uh, TikTok, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Instagram, TikTok. I don't but think Twitter they, and Facebook they, certainly do. Well, probably, she was yeah. She was Kamala-like.
0: Russia is one of three producers, and it's <laughs> actually their number one revenue. Mm-hmm. Then Putin started a fight with a smaller country that's in Europe. Here's my take on this. It's the admission of the third rail that they're so out of touch with not just the millennial generation of Americans, but even whatever I'm called now an aging baby boomer boomer, boomer. yeah boom. boomer. they're so out of touch with this
2: how out of touch are they?
0: they're they so out of touch with this <laughs> that they they have someone tell them you know there's TikTok people out there and biden's going to say what the hell is that just as i would mm-hmm. what the hell is TikTok? and they explain it to them and then they put together a little committee and they they go call these people and say we want you to help us explain uh inflation and gas prices to americans
1: because we don't I, know how i guarantee you biden even right now this moment has still never heard of TikTok. I'm sure he had no idea any of this happened. The, the, this is something people uh, in his uh, mob take care of. Jen's, That's how out of touch he is.
0: That I guess they... Uh, Zayler, the girl we just heard from, yep. was one of 30 TikTok stars, and I'm amazed at the word star. I mean, she just had a one where she's making a bed. Is that what it's come to?
2: That's basically what TikTok is.
0: She was one of 30 TikTok people to attend a March 10 Zoom meeting with White House officials and National Security Council staffers. This is according to the Washington Post. Gen Z for change, an organization of influencers involved in the meeting, tweeted Friday that the discussion focused on the U.S. government's strategic goals in Ukraine so we're better able to debunk misinformation. As a coalition that reaches a half a billion people, we are grateful that the White House chooses to work with us to keep people informed, the group said, Gen Z for change. The Post also published a 51-minute recording of the call. Rob Flaherty, the White House director of digital strategy, told the TikTokers in the recording that the meeting would be similar to a background call for reporters and that he saw their reach as a critically important avenue to the American public. She's 18. She's got 10 million followers. Uh, and she posted the video that answered the question, why is gas so expensive? We're doomed.
2: I, You know what? It's, it's not we're doomed. It's over. It's over. I know what this is about. You're taking this personally. Why? Because this woman got a Zoom meeting with the White House, and you and Royce weren't allowed to go into the CIA. That's what this is really about. Uh, you got me. <laughs> Why don't you two get out of here before you get arrested?
0: I'm here to relay information in a more digestible manner to my followers, she said. I would consider myself a White House correspondent for Gen Z. <laughs> oh, that's it's the end of
2: as we know Much of the 18-year-old's other
0: content involves dancing or posting in trendy outfits, and in her most recent video, she prank calls her dad by telling him she got accepted into Harvard.
2: Oh, uh,
1: we don't know that. <laughs> the world is at a... Uh... Yeah, it's already there, Joe. It, we're, it, we're not headed that teetering way. Teetering uh, on the old No, cliff. no, no. no. The we're the not teetering anymore. We're, we're the coyote, yeah. and we just hit the ground. That's where we And are.
0: we are turning to a young lady who is thought to have influence because she films herself making her bed... To a bed of Drake music,
1: America influencers. And are she puppets. carefully was reading whatever the White House gave her to read. Correct. Before you so rudely interrupted me, let me tell you what America <laughs> is is coming to realize: that influencers are puppets and liars, mm-hmm. and will do whatever they have to do in order to get either mm-hmm. free stuff or, or a money. Check. Yep. Yeah. They have speak- no moral standards.
3: Speaking of money, uh, Ellie makes about forty grand a year on TikTok, at the age of eighteen. I'm crestfallen.
2: <laughs> That's what I am. I'm crestfallen. So what, Kenny just basically said? You know what influencers influencers are?
1: They're rookie. Now, not. Rookie's 10 times better than that chick. Uh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Rookie's not an influencer. Rookie's a guy who's had a job and been paid. That's true. Like the rest of us.
0: Play, play to her be again. Enter-
1: to be entertainer. That's true. Play her
0: again, please. Uh,
2: you're and
0: good. then wait. What did the White House anticipate that her 10 million followers would have just automatically seen this and heard
2: this because they check in on what she's up to? Is, well, that, is does, that a way to say it? It does have 70,000 likes. Okay. And about 8700 comments all right why is gas so expensive joe all right
5: why is gas so expensive and why is the united states inflation rate at a four-time decade high i had the opportunity to ask the white house why gas down the street is seven dollars and here's what they said the obvious reason we're getting out of a two-year pandemic when use goes up price goes up but the call is predominantly about ukraine and russia so how does that relate Russia is one of the top three producers of oil and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do an international trade. So, with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. For the people who can't pay $7 for a gallon of gas, there's an app called Gas Buddy that shows you the cheapest gas near you, as well as a link in my bio to donate to the misplaced refugees of Ukraine.
0: Okay it's not plausible. It, it would be one thing, and maybe I would have a different reaction if the White House enlisted this young woman and said, "We want you to tell your followers about rising inflation and gas prices well it's it's not plausible that she would have
1: been able to do that without well, a of script co- Of course not not plausible she, at she, all well, so no no she, who just said without a script. You mean, yeah, uh, that's that's the first thing that became apparent to me. This is like going to see your little ne- nephew or niece at the Christmas pageant play. Mm-hmm. She's mechanically reading lines. She's a she's she, not even a, a bad actor. She's it worse. Was,
3: it wasn't a script. If you listen to her, it was an actual press release. She read the press release from the White House. She oh, said that's he, right, I that's I asked right, the White House. Right. Yep. I asked the White House and here's what they said. So yeah. you didn't ask the White House. We don't even <laughs> well, believe that. And you or guys can't see it. Thing.
2: You guys yeah. can't see the video. I have it on my screen. Keep in mind that clip was 52 seconds long and every time there was a pause, that meant there was an edit. So she basically spoke in 10 4-second increments. She can't even
1: do a 60 right. without breaking. <laughs> She's like editing. Joe trying to tell you about signs. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you a sign. <laughs>
2: but you see what I mean? Every, so she, even by reading the press release, she still had to edit. And she had that monotone, sentence. I
1: am reading a press release. Right. <laughs> While my hands are moving.
0: That, yes. Particularly if you're 18, uh, you not only don't know what inflation is, you've never experienced it in your lifetime. Right. Right. <laughs> She had no idea what inflation is, and she's probably never put gas in a car. We're we're do it's over. It's over. <laughs> we're governed by ding dong school. I, I don't think it's quite that. It's drastic. over, John. Ding dong school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our Miss Francis was the Miss was the, was the sea hag okay, teacher on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm telling you. Uh, If we're around this summer. (laughs) It's only March 15th. I'd get out to uh, EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake right now and get something that'll get you through the summer. Uh, The gas-powered scooters are rated at 110 miles a gallon. They have electric assist bikes. What?
2: Yeah. Tell me more
0: about it. Well, that's what I'm doing. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, And Tim Bloom uh, wants to thank... Four groups of GLers came in last Saturday, and they set a new single-day March sales record. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and he was talking with everyone, and he said to them, I, I can't wait to be out reading your new, riding your new electric bikes and scooters this spring. I, I, I have to get a hold of Tim and get mine back because the riding season is quickly upon us. And he has kept mine all winter in his storage facility, and he tuned it up and put a new battery in it and everything else that it needed. The sale continues. It's a preseason sale now on all scooters and electric bikes. Lowest prices of the season. And yeah, if there's three or four more weeks of bad weather, they'll store it until you can actually use it. Bentelli 49cc gas scooters on sale for $14.99. There's your 115 miles per gallon as you turn every urban errand into an adventure. Bentelli B1 electric bikes on sale. Youth ATVs and dirt bikes on sale. Full line of Yamaha equipment. Great Great service department. And really, really great people. And thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers, for uh, uh, making EcoFun have a single-day sales record for the month of March in the history of the store. That's fantastic. It's EcoFun Motorsports. Get in there while the preseason sale exists. And while the selection is great, it's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake.
2: Truth, justice, and the
1: suture. Chris, he's the owner of Aim High Construction, MN.com. He can do stuff for us. He can, uh, him and along with his crews at Aim High, they can add a three-car, two-car attached garage to your house make it look like it was part of the original design they can redo the floors in your foyer your kitchen your dining room your living room area your basement no matter what your floor covering of choice may be uh, and that includes refinishing the current stuff uh, if you've got wood floors and yes uh, they can make that gross exterior siding disappear and replace it with something more new uh, modern and uh, appealing they can uh, add an enclosed porch, a fancy deck, refurbish the old deck. They can do it. They can put in energy-efficient windows, re-roof your house. Um, so, you, well, you know, windows alone, how much money is that going to save you every winter? Hoof, you never have to cover them with plastic again. You name it, if it's construction-related, Chris and Aim High Construction, they can do it for you, from small projects to major uh, major remodels, I'm talking indoors, outdoors, whatever. All they ask for, time. Get on the website right now, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Then get on the schedule, pick up the phone, call them up, talk to Chris and the crew. I've used them before. I'm going to use them again. That's a threat and a promise. Aimhighconstructionmn.com. We
0: have taken her off the computer screen, but before we did, we looked at some of Ellie Zeiler's, what are they called, TikToks? Videos. Videos. Uh, she's undeniably an attractive young woman yeah uh, in fact saint paul said you make uh, you may cast your gaze but you may not fix it so uh we have uh, the white house just think about it for a minute you dummy you can look but you can't stare
2: okay get it you're making me nervous <laughs> I- i'm
1: not even looking creeper. Excellent.
2: Forgive me, Father. Well, you
0: had it on the screen. Okay. She's a attractive 18-year-old who uh, d- dances around uh, in a swimming suit. I'm
1: calling the, I'm calling the thought police yeah. on you know, the three of you. I didn't say anything. But the What's White, White House is a, uh, turned
0: to her as a new White House correspondent That's to right. explain she inflation is. and she gas is. prices. Uh, I submit that as another example that we're sliding down the road of ruin. It's just not a very serious—it doesn't feel like a serious country.
2: No, 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 and we're not you being taken right. serious either.
0: I think I think a, a lot. Much of the world looks at us and thinks, "What's what's with these clowns? What are they doing?" And I am I'm, I'm developing this thought on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life, but I uh, I have a hunch. Uh, th- there's something going on with the push in the failed academy to accommodate more and more what they call mental health problems. For example, the striking Minneapolis teachers, they want mental health associates in the school. I saw Ilhan was uh, there
1: yesterday. For themselves or the students? The students. Students.
0: And, And here's a national story out of Salem, Oregon. A high school is taking an extra step to help students battling anxiety, creating a safe space for them called a calm room uh, at South Salem High School in uh, Salem, Oregon, created a calm room to help improve students' mental health. The designated classroom opened in the fall of 2021. School officials said the idea came about after they noticed a growing trend of students suffering from headaches and stomach aches. They discovered the illnesses were symptoms of depression and anxiety. Rather than traditionally sending students home, the school gave the stressed students a 20 to 30-minute break, and then they were, would return to class. Uh, now, I, I think something's up. I just haven't figured it out yet. I haven't identified it yet. Simultaneously, our student suicide prevention club, Saxon Strong, conducted a school-wide survey asking students to identify anything that would help improve their mental health. Ryan Marshall, lead school counselor, told Fox Television Stations the overwhelming number one response from students was to add a student calm room. We got creative, though, and used whatever space we could find as we weathered the pandemic and bond construction work. I I guess he meant on the school. The purpose of the room is to offer students a school-based home for hope, wellness, and renewal. The the room contains couches, couches, Beanbag chairs, rocking chairs, and workspaces, puzzles, games, cards, and other activities are also. Uh, provi- I'm seeing the room and uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. They're waiting for Nurse Ratchet to come out.
1: This is the result of participation trophies, Joe. We've been talking about this phenomena for years. These are the kids that started out with these participation trophies are now running the country. You're you're getting close. No, uh, no, I, I'm I'm dead on. They're eliminating all the things in life that that turn out stout thinking human beings which creates the, an axiom go
0: ahead it's it's axiomatic that the more you tell a kid that he or she is suffering from something however real or imagined the more
1: likely the kid is to suffer from it yeah and i'm not saying kids don't have mental health issues or nor am i mocking that but The daily ups and downs of high school life, um, the the mocking, the bullying, the struggles, the trying to get good grades, the fitting in and out of cliques. That's being whitewashed. That's part of growing up, and it's what turns out. It's how sturdy human beings are made. That's how you survive in the real world. Once you get out of schools, they're erasing all that. One of the most powerful strategies for navigating
0: a rapidly changing and sometimes volatile world is to learn distress tolerance skills that help us get through emotional situations one moment at a time chris moore uh, a behavioral health coordinator said okay and then they they've always got that pandemic to hang their hat on saying that that resulted in so much stress what they're what they're doing is they're considering virtually every exchange of life to be problematic
1: yeah Oh, you yeah. have a
0: test coming up. You better go in the calm room for a while. Yeah. If that isn't enough, we'll bring in some hound from a rescue kennel and you can pet the dog.
2: Coddled is, is what springs this to mind. This is ridiculous. Mind. And that'll Coddled. really prepare them for the real world when they have a
1: job. Yeah, the real world is brutal.
2: And it's trivializing real mental health
1: problems. It is. Yeah, that's... That's the fine line we're walking here, Such, because there are real mental health but problems.
2: But I'm confused because last week I thought the fight was against patriarchy, the fight against capitalism, and the fight for the soul of the city. That's still part of the fight. Oh, that's a, but, but it's we're a we're adding mental fight.
0: health professionals. Ah, But you if you're going to consider everything a mental health problem, you've just really diminished the kids who actually
2: have mental health problems. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. When I saw the news coverage this morning, too, because they uh, prominently featured Ilhan Omar at, uh, at, at the strike, if they had open enrollment in this state, what percentage of the Minneapolis parents would just say, bleep this and take their kid to a different school? Full no.
1: disclosure, when I was a senior in high school, I had my first colonoscopy because uh, I had a stomach ulcer oh, because of stress. Uh, and guess who coddled me? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. (laughs) It's just those things in life is what turns out stout, sturdy human beings. Uh,
0: According to a new survey from MTV Entertainment Mm -hmm. Group and the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, Uh, and the survey was. Uh, of kids between ages 13 to 24, an age group in which our new White House correspondent happens to fall, 46% said the pandemic has made it harder for them to pursue their education or career goals. Well, you're not going to have a career if you are constantly told that every single stumbling block in your life is producing uh, anxiety. 45% 45% of Gen Z also reported greater difficulty in maintaining good relationships with friends. While many millennials also said friendships were harder, Gen Z was less likely than uh, than millennials to say the pandemic actually made that easier. The findings are consistent with what health and education experts are seeing. After months of remote schooling, and le- and the remote schooling is... E- Is just now the framework for that is that was just another hurdle that they were unable to accomplish. So therefore, now that you're back in school, we know that you've been rattled by this. We've created a calm room, a
1: wussy room. Do we? Damn it!
0: They didn't have hamburgers today in the cafeteria. Well,
1: Uh, I'm going to the calm calm room. room. I'm going Uh, to the calm room, man. I I need a hug from a puppy. I got to do something.
2: This has basically, though, just become an extension of of higher learning because this crap was going on at academies all across the country before.
1: Oh, yeah. They like to use the
2: word triggered. Yeah, safe space.
1: Yeah, I've been triggered. South
2: Salem
0: school leaders say they hope to bring the idea of a calm room to other nearby schools. Your current reality isn't your forever reality. Here are so many adults who are willing to help shift the trajectory of life in a positive way. Find someone you trust and don't ever hesitate to reach out with anything you need. We're all in this together. There's a bit of collectivism at work here too. There's a bit of the mystery at work here too. As I said, I'm not ready to fully define what's bothering me about this, but I think we touched on a great many aspects of it basically it's b as in b s as in s
1: when they say find someone you trust do they mean one of the counselors that's getting paid to work in the calm room i guess Uh uh-huh okay and what do you mean when you say your current reality isn't your forever reality
2: well no kidding what did you get this email by the way from mike i forgot to print it out for you joe it's uh was sent to us (laughs) on saturday talking about the average minneapolis teacher's salary yeah. Did you see that email? You know?
0: I did. What about it? It didn't impress me.
2: Well, my point being, he says I looked up the I looked up the Minneapolis teacher's average salary on indeed.com. $75,700 per year. Not bad for 9 months of work. It's far above the national average. Be sure to always determine the actual salary paid including all the negotiated add-ons. Does this salary merit national socialist attention? Apparently it did because the worldwide socialist website
0: is on it.
1: Yeah. All you can do in reference to the call room is hope that uh, the kids you raised are raising their kids in the same manner. Yep, that's that's all you can hope for. Uh, it, so it, far, I see
0: I see I see that happening. Yes, right. I see that
1: happening. Despite their politics, they're raising them to be sturdy human beings, and when you need help, you you can turn to your family. And plus, I'm not hesitant to uh, grumble at them if I detect otherwise. The kids are the, your kids are your grandkids. The grandkids. Yeah. Well, you got to tell them, look, there's winners and losers. And right now you're a loser. I mean, you went out there and stunk it up. You lost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kids need to hear that. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) And again, this all started when we found out that there was at at first a seven, now $9 billion surplus. That's exactly when all of this started. When what started? The the notion of a teacher strike. Oh, yeah. Yeah we got two
1: topics going here.
2: Yeah, that's, let's... We were just talking about there. I'm going to continue to think about the calm
0: room, although I think we've... I, you know where my, I, I my calm room close. is
2: the boathouse? Oh, well, me too. Or the NAC hardware and lounge. You guys make fun of me there, though, so I don't like to hang out there. Your calm room is the town hall. Oh, yeah, I need a corner to sit in by myself. Yeah. Here comes Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and think of this term. There, there's something to be mined here. Go back to the lead of this story. Uh, a high school is taking an extra step to help students battling anxiety and depression, creating a safe space for them. Safe from what?
1: I would hope, um, if it were me, tests.
0: <laughs> safe from what? What What would these kinds of things the people with this ideological bent what would they think constitutes a threat Life. if you need a
1: space room? Life. What is that person going to do? What's that person going to Obviously, they're going to be coddled in college. Well, what are they going to do when they actually get out in the real world and they're faced with real world problems and you need to act and react right now? You can't go to your panic room. What? What's going to happen then? This used
0: to be one hell of a country. It really did. But I mean, we have to have a safe space if you're troubled by something. Well, by that definition, what wouldn't you be troubled by? I'm not downplaying anxiety. I've had anxiety in my life. Sure. It's dreadful. And I learned of, how to, you know what? I learned how to get over it. And a lot of by kids. By myself. A lot you, of kids you,
2: do get anxiety. Yeah. You drink your way through it. Absolutely.
0: No, I didn't. This is when I was young. Uh, and I figured it out. I figured
1: it out. It ain't that now, hard.
3: Now you drink your way through it. No, I That's don't.
0: It's Lent. It's lent. <laughs> Oh well, you
3: said when you were young. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you find a way to channel it, whatever it may be. You lock yourself in the room and play guitar. You you go to the shop. You do something. You, you you work out. You it's play, not
0: fun, man. You, it's you horrible. Play
1: bass, whatever, but wherever you find
2: your zen is just, where you go. Just to simply play devil's Adv- advocate for a moment when because i had two boys going through the distance learning and you guys were right there with me when i was complaining about it every day. Yeah. I did see it on the kids, especially for the kids that don't have a sound structure at home. You saw what on the kids.
1: But the anxiety, Chris, stress
2: yeah. during the mm-hmm. pandemic. Did you create a calm room? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm What saying, would a
1: calm room do for them? I nothing. Get it,
2: but what i'm trying to say is i during the pandemic, especially early on, I can understand why some of the kids were having a lot of difficulty
1: with that. But we're done with that. We're through that now. I know your boys. You want to make those two kids happy? Tell them fart jokes. Right. Yeah. They love fart She's jokes. She's got a pimple on <laughs> well, her butt. Or I, She's pretty. Or I call Rookie and he, <laughs> he pretends to be blood. Donald Duck.
2: You know, that's what they, got, they have
1: a. Your kids have a cat named Dummy. Right. Come on. I love those. Uh, if you got a cat named Dummy, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be okay. His name's
2: on top of his cat house in the basement. Dum dum. Why don't we? Why, why don't
0: so we? Awesome. Uh, why
2: don't we come back with Mister Height?
1: Love it. <laughs> You're listening to Garage Logic right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking to you about your business right now, telling the thousands of loyal jailers about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with the Garage Logic podcast. It's easy. Visit garagelogic.com now, enter keyword partner, P A R T N E R. Fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you very quickly. Once me and the dummies start talking about your company, you're going to be amazed at how many GLs just start showing up. Easy to do. Do it right now. Visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. At Joe's house during the land. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souturier. I've got a guy for you. We all need a guy. You need a lock guy. You need something lock-related, Maple Grove lock and safe. They're, they can help. Uh, And by they, I mean Rich, the owner, whether it's sales, service. And and by service, bring it in. See if Rich uh, can help you with it. Maybe you just need advice, um, and it doesn't matter what kind you need, commercial, residential, automotive. Rick is the guy. If you need a safe, um, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they they carry the Liberty Safe, the best safe ever made. Hop on that website. Check them out, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You can see the Liberty Safe showroom there, and that's where you're going to find... All of your options, big ones, little ones, medium-sized ones, you want to put them in your car, your nightstand, your closet, upstairs, downstairs, uh, Liberty Safe has a safe for you. Invest in your security. Rich is our guy. He's got 30 years in the biz doing residential and commercial security services at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And you already know the website, right? Uh, Do I have to say it again? Okay, I'll say it again. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. John, before
0: we uh, get to the news, I I noticed Mm -hmm. a brief story in the Wall Street Journal today that I think has a a new wrinkle. A statue believed to be the last Confederate monument on a courthouse lawn in Maryland was removed yesterday. The Talbot Boys statue was removed first, and workers then loaded the stone base onto a flatbed truck by crane. Some passing motorists who asked what was happening cheerfully replied, "Uh, finally when they heard the news. Hallelujah, said Cheryl Goodspeed of Easton. This is on the eastern shore of Maryland. I was very happy. The statue that stood on the Talbot County Courthouse lawn in Easton for a century was thought to be the last courthouse monument still standing on public property in maryland other than cemeteries and battlefields the 13 foot tall copper statue features a boy holding a confederate flag and names the men from the eastern shore county who joined the confederacy and died in the civil war after the county council voted to approve its removal in september the move the monument uh, coalition raised more than 80 grand uh, to relocate the statue to cross Keys Battlefield in Harrisburg, Virginia. According to Ridgely Oaks, a member of the coalition's leadership team, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center said about 700 Confederate statues are still positioned near government buildings and in other public places throughout the U.S. I only bring this up because it's a memorial to your locals. Uh, Now, by today's prism, they were fighting for the wrong team. Right. But wouldn't you think the descendants of all these dead Eastern Shore people would have said, now hold up, wait a minute. All right. we Can't we keep this here and put up an explanatory
1: but plaque other, alongside it? The anti to that would say it's not a monument to the locals, it's a monument to slavery. I'm and sure it, that's they, what it would be. they but, were fighting or, or for. It's, slavery. Or it's
3: a monument to traders, too. Yeah.
1: Might say. Or traders, right? Or races? I mean, it can be a monument to anything. Um, what I've been wondering more and more, increasingly, is how far away are we from civil war battle sites being erased?
0: Yeah, it's probably not far. I only mentioned it because I thought it was interesting that it was specifically dedicated to Eastern Store, Eastern Shore Stock, who died. And uh, you would think that that those dead people have descendants in the area, and why not an accompanying plaque that said uh you know goober here was playing for the wrong team but he lived right
1: around the corner goober yeah. and his brother cooter yeah
3: whatever here's john hype <laughs> well this is a whole nother conversation so i'll just end it yeah <laughs> In yeah the news Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry announced a new Minneapolis Police Department warrant and entry policy on Monday. The proposal comes a month after a Minneapolis police officer shot and killed 20-year-old Amir Locke while serving a no-knock search warrant in connection with the St. Paul homicide case. According to the mayor, the city's new policy will no longer allow Minneapolis police to apply for or execute no-knock warrants. Minneapolis police will also no longer request or respond to requests from agencies in other jurisdictions. Also, the mayor said the new search warrant policy would require police to knock or announce their presence and purpose for entry at least 20 seconds before executing the warrant or at least 30 seconds before executing the the warrant if it's between 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. Officers would be required to use ballistic shields and curtains when executing warrants. Fry said the policy still requires a review from the city's legal department, which should be completed in the next two to three weeks. Training program for officers would need to be created as well. The mayor noted there are exceptions, such as for severe domestic violence or hostage situations that allow officers to enter a residence even if they do not have a warrant.
1: If this goes through, this will result in mm-hmm. uh, the lives of law enforcement officers being taken. Mm-hmm. It absolutely will. Well, it will result in
0: new strategies, and they won't be knocking on doors. They'll just wait them out.
3: Prosecutors won't charge a homeowner in connection to a fatal shooting of a suspected burglar last month in South Minneapolis. Yesterday, Hennepin County Attorney's Office announcing based on the available evidence, prosecutors could not disprove a self-defense claim and therefore no charges will be filed. The 53-year-old homeowner told police that 30-year-old Martin Johnson had broken into her garage. She said she fired four warning shots to get him to leave. She told police she shot Johnson when he started walking toward her and her son. According to the attorney's office, most of the incident was captured on a ring surveillance camera. Prosecutors say it showed Johnson jump a six-foot privacy fence, unsuccessfully try to enter the home, and then enter a detached garage. The attorney's office says the homeowner saw Johnson on the surveillance camera and when she went to make sure he'd left the property, she saw the garage door slightly open and realized he was still in there, then she said she fired the warning shots. The attorney's office said Johnson then came outside, wouldn't leave, walked toward the homeowner and her son. And Johnson was shot a single time in the chest and later died. Police determined Johnson was unarmed.
1: A couple of things I want to read to you here. Um, Minnesota is not a stand-your-ground state. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, Minnesota law imposes a duty to retreat, which means that if that a person feels threatened, he or she may only use deadly force as a last resort um, you can defend yourself if you're being threatened with bodily harm. So just keep that in mind. Everybody that's gone through the course, um, the permit to carry, and I believe she had one, so she's been through the course. She did. Yep. We all know we have a duty to retreat, but um, evidently she felt that her life, and I believe her son was there, her uh, mm-hmm. their lives were in danger, and that's why she did that. I call into question the... Um, firing of a warning shot but again i wasn't there i don't know the circumstances
0: i think weighing in the favor
2: of this decision is they had every minute of it on film not to mention did did the did the deceased his attempt to enter access to the home is that what ultimately saved her he was coming at her okay sounds
0: like they were yeah yeah well if it's an attached garage and he was coming at her was he in the
1: house I it It, was it was it was a
3: detached. Oh, detached! I'm sure. Yep.
1: Yep. Correct. Um, But just if if you're listening, this might set precedent, but things have not changed. We are still um, not a stand your ground state.
3: Lots of news involving schools today in Minneapolis uh, because of the ongoing teacher strike. More than 30,000 students have been out of class for a week. Uh, today, some of those students are planning to join teachers on the picket line. Student Lila Sundin said they're fighting for us, they're fighting for the community, and they're fighting for our public schools. Until oh. oh. a deal is made, the district says no pay, benefits, or compensation will be given to or accrued by any striking employees. Uh, an independent investigation into those allegations of racist remarks and noises made during a girls basketball game between New Prague and Robbinsdale Cooper last month says that uh, allegations of the behavior weren't substantiated. That according to the New Prague area schools, uh, as you wait, might wait, expect wait. that- So it wasn't
2: an independent investigation? It was the it school was... that investigated the school?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't find anything wrong. That's weird. That finding, as you may expect, didn't sit well with Robbinsdale Schools, the team they were playing at the time. They released a statement saying they think their athletes and fans who were at the game and said all of the above did happen. New Prague was also involved, remember, in a situation during a hockey game with St. Louis Park. New Prague officials say a racist incident was handled immediately after that situation. Uh, Robbinsdale, Cooper, and St. Louis Park say they will not play the uh, team down there until things change. And finally, in Becker, more than 100 protesters at the high school Monday chanted messages supporting the LGBTQ LGBTQ community and turned their backs on school board presenters who shared the other side of recent conversations on equity. The school board invited the Child Protection League to speak at a special meeting after outrage from some community members when Outfront Minnesota presented at an August meeting. The Child Protection League describes itself as an organization committed to protecting kids from exploitation and indoctrination. Barb Anderson helped form the group along with the Parents Action League, which was designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center for anti-gay rhetoric and involvement in the Anoka-Hennepin School District when it saw seven suicides a few years back and a lawsuit claiming the district didn't respond to harassment on the basis of sexual orientation. Ecolab, offsetting the rising price of logistics and raw materials in the last year through productivity measures and by expanding its supplier base. But now the St. Paul-based provider of water hygiene and infection prevention products and services says uh, they'll have a temporary 8 to 12 percent surcharge to offset the spike in global oil prices due partly to economic sanctions against Russia's energy industry Uh, meanwhile as of this morning the price of crude oil continues to drop down seven percent more from yesterday at about ninety six dollars a barrel at price the same as the price on february twenty eighth before the sharp rise at the beginning of fighting in ukraine a drop of almost twenty seven percent since the highs of the past couple of weeks
1: let's see what the market thinks about that does your information say what that's based on yeah lower oil prices (laughs) why the lower oil prices.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. Is is
1: it based on future talks we might be having with the oil producing nations? I hope so. I'd... Market's up three hundred and sixty six points. And you'll find out more Thank at you. the end of the show, Kurtz Mr. Money Talk oh. so just like last week, market goes up, oil goes
2: down. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, you remember how I think it was a week ago you said five dollar gas is going to be the least of our concern? Mm-hmm. Uh, sanctioned Russian fertilizer and coal tycoon Andrei Melnichenko has warned that the Russian invasion of Ukraine will lead to a world food crisis mm-hmm. and called for the end of the war. Aren't they the breadbasket of the world because of their fertilizer mm, production? Maybe they have wheat. Europe. They have wheat. They have wheat.
0: They
3: got wheat. Yeah. They got wheat. We close. We out of wheat. <laughs> Meanwhile, several respected military experts are saying Vladimir Putin could only have about 10 days to win the war before his forces actually buckle. The Russian tyrant expected a quick victory when he ordered the invasion on February 23rd. But of course, as we know, his forces have encountered fierce resistance. Uh, Among the folks talking about this, retired U.S. Army General Ben Hodges Uh, Ben's a big shot. He used to be the commander of United States Army Europe. He did that for three years. He predicts Russian forces will be unable to continue the assault on Ukraine 10 days from now if Ukraine can hold out that long. He told MSNBC Russia's decision to transition to a war of attrition. They're smashing cities, putting civilians on the road. They need three things to do that, and they don't have those three things, he said. They don't have the time, they don't have the manpower, and I don't think they have the ammunition. He added that means they won't be able to continue their attack. Police said early today they arrested a suspected gunman who's been stalking homeless men sleeping on the streets in New York City and Washington, D.C., that man has killed at least two people and wounded three others in less than two weeks law enforcement arrested the suspect in washington dc and he was being interviewed by police police in the two cities earlier released multiple surveillance pictures including a close-up snapshot clearly showing the man's face and urged people who might know him to come forward a statement on twitter from law enforcement said additional information will be forthcoming thanks to the community for all your tips The mayors of New York City and Washington had appealed to the public for help. Investigators in the two cities began to suspect a a link between the shootings on Sunday after a Metropolitan Police Department homicide captain, former resident of New York City, saw surveillance photos that had been released. The man in those photos looked similar to one being sought by his own department. Uh, boy, talk about not talking things through. The leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, yeah. met with met with Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes in an underground parking lot for thirty minutes the day before the Capitol riots, and he brought a documentary film crew with him to record the whole thing. Oh, gee. oh my God! <sighs> Good Lord! Prosecutors have what that the? in a court court filing. The two far right groups were present when supporters of former President Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol on January sixth. In the court filing on Monday, prosecutors were appealing to a magistrate to keep Theriault detained pending his trial. He's been charged with conspiracy to obstruct justice in relation to the riot, with prosecutors saying he led the advanced planning. Uh, Rhodes also faces seditious conspiracy charges in relation to the insurrection. He's so far pleaded not guilty to the charges.
2: I actually, I didn't know you were going to bring that up, uh, John, but uh, I do have a bit of that documentary.
6: Mm-hmm. And Congress later impeached the former president for inciting an erection, an insurrection.
3: Three. Insurrection. You probably saw uh, the video of the uh, gal in the Russian newsroom yesterday. Yes, yeah. with the uh, sign. It, yeah, yeah, she is Marina Osignikova. Has she been editor. arrested yet? Well, oddly enough, she's everything's done. Editor at State Control Channel 1, she was detained after all of that. Uh, now she's had to pay a fine and she's been released.
0: Yep. Uh, That's it. First reports were that she disappeared, but I think that was knee jerk. Yeah. Uh, The next report was she had a lawyer.
3: Yeah, she was fined 30,000 ruble, which is about 280 bucks. What did the Uh, sign uh, say? uh, Stop the war. war. Stop the war, and you're being lied to by the Russian government, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So.
2: She was telling the truth. Yeah.
1: What would happen to me if I just. if this little sign made its way? Through the broadcast <laughs> as Such was ranting and raving. He's holding up a post it note with the word lies on it.
2: It's the, uh, basically, it's the uh, the, the nonverbal of. Uh, we don't know
3: that. Uh, rescuers say they're deeply troubled by uh, what one is calling a cluster of fentanyl cases popping up in the Fort Lauderdale area after 10 people at two homes were hospitalized because of the potentially lethal drug fentanyl in a matter of three days four men were hospitalized Sunday after a medical emergency involving fentanyl, according to the Broward Sheriff's Office. Two of the men found in respiratory arrest. Detectives found drug residue at the residence, according to the sheriff. Uh, meanwhile, you may have seen this. Four U.S. Military Academy cadets from West Point were among six people overdosed on fentanyl-laced cocaine at a rental home last week in Wilton Manors. The cadets were on spring break. One of the cadets is on the football team. Uh, Two of those cadets actually uh, were exposed to the fentanyl when they tried to give mouth-to-mouth to to two of the other. Man,
0: you used to go down there and hope you could find a lukewarm beer.
3: (laughs) I didn't
1: think it was going to be beer there. I thought it was. Uh, Listening to, what was I, BBM this morning, WBBM News, um, heroin not a problem anymore. Um, Virtually no heroin overdoses anymore in the Chicagoland area. It's all
3: fentanyl. All yeah. 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 Uh, musher Brent Sass, a Minnesota native, won the arduous Iditarod trail sled dog race across Alaska this morning as his team of eleven dogs dashed off the Bering Sea ice through a crowd of fans in downtown Nome. Sass mushed down Front Street and across the finish line just before 6 in the morning. It's the first Iditarod win ever for Sass. He's a wilderness guide and kettle owner who is running in his seventh Iditarod. His previous best finish was third last year. Uh, he's 42 years old. He was born in Excelsior here in Minnesota. He now lives in the tiny area of Eureka in Alaska. Good for him. I was trying
2: to look up this number while you were reading the fentanyl story, Kenny or Johnny, but um, uh, this was... F- For the year of 2020, just for the city of San Francisco, but this is relatable to the entire country. Uh, The city hands out nearly 4.5 million syringes per year. 621 people in the city of San Francisco with a population of 881,000 had 621 people die of fentanyl overdoses this year compared to just 173 COVID-19 deaths. How in the hell do you die from it if you just touch it? From fentanyl? Yeah. What do you mean by, no, you ingest it. I know, but cops get in trouble if they touch you and you've had the
0: fentanyl you no. have to never oh, mind okay. never mind john do you have anything more that you need to uh
3: yeah, to you, say well,
0: because uh, i gotta meet two, somebody in the building i just remembered
3: uh, how about two, uh, two more quick ones yes. because they because they involve music I absolutely want to do uh we lost somebody this maybe is an obscure musician death to you guys not to me barry bailey a guitarist really fine guitarist from the rock band atlanta rhythm section has passed away he was 73 he'd been struggling with multiple sclerosis Uh, The uh, Atlanta Rhythm section started as the studio band back in Studio One in Doraville, Georgia in 1970. Got together, released their first album in 1972, scored five top ten hits from the mid-70s to the early 80s. Uh, Barry's the fellow who had the great tone, uh, played a gold top, Les Paul, just a wonderful guitarist.
1: I can tell you a little trivia about Barry uh, Bailey that I bet you didn't know. What's that? His um, older brother was in the service. His name was Beatle.
0: Why See, we don't need Rookie because every what? day someone <laughs> wants to be Rookie. <laughs> yeah. Who's Rookie today? What oh, was that great song for the Atlanta Rhythm Section? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so into you, don't so into bother you. me tonight.
3: They had yeah, a neat they, sound. They had a great sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They did a killer uh, cover of Spooky, too. Just yeah, yeah one. yes,
1: they did. Sergeant I, Snorkel.
3: And whole, uh, yeah. whole Can you shut his mic off for me, <laughs> please, Chris? Meanwhile, uh, country music uh, legend Dolly Parton announced Monday she's bowing out of this year's nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In a statement posted to her social media accounts, the singer said while she was grateful to be nominated, she didn't think she had earned the right. She said, I do not want votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out. I do hope the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy. 76-year-old singer, was the only country artist on this year's ballot, was among several first-timers in this year's class of nominees. She says her husband's a big rock and roll fan, wants her to do a rock and roll album, so she said someday she might. She wished all the nominees good luck. Uh, she To be eligible, of course, you have to have uh, uh, made a record 25 years ago, and there are country artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, Brenda Lee, and Chet. Atkins.
0: I don't know where I saw it but I saw the world doesn't deserve Dolly Parton yes yeah that's
1: pretty awesome that uh, that is cool yeah really we'll
0: uh, we'll come back and wrap this up this guy wears many hats just not indoors Joe Suchere. I continue to get email about the recovery of lost wallets stemming from a call about ah, two weeks yes. ago the fellow who emailed. Uh, email,
2: uh, we don't take calls I, and
0: I'll do the ones that are interesting. <laughs> and here's like, this one's interesting. Okay. But 10 years ago, I was walking my dog at Lakefront park in prior Lake and came upon a wallet. I opened up the wallet and examined the contents in the wallet. There were the following items, a junior high school ID, a junior life saving certification card, a boy scout ID, a library card and two $1 bills. I thought, man, this is a squared away young man. I took a couple of $20 bills out of my pocket, put those in the wallet, and took it to the Prior Lake Police Station and turned it in. I would have loved to have seen the look on his face when he examined the contents of his wallet. I am sure he had a preconceived notion that the 2 bucks were long gone, only to find that $2 were still there with another <laughs> 40 bucks extra. Head and Maiden Rock. I think that's a neat. Wow. That's cool. That's
2: fun.
1: That and sounds made up to me. Yeah, or I know
2: you're always poo-poo these. I happen to believe them. Or Only until <laughs> we find out that the police gave the kid the wallet and there was no cash in there. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'm hey, kidding. Hey. I kid. I kid. Only because they come to us all the
0: way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa. It was on this day in 1927.
2: March 15th, bro.
0: The Arrowhead Bridge across the St. Louis River open uh, linking West Duluth, to Superior, Wisconsin. And on this day, 315, 1941, 31 people, most unsuspecting, mostly unsuspecting motorists caught on the roads, died in a blizzard, the second killer snowstorm of the season. Oof. Wow. And on this day, in 2002, the Minnesota State Legislature passed a new law requiring that diesel fuel sold in Minnesota must contain at least two percent biodiesel from animal or vegetable fats the law also protects future increases in this perci- projects future increases in this percentage up to 20%. Mm.
2: That's it. Thank you GLers. Yes, thank you. Gilers, please do us a favor and uh, head on over to the garage logic YouTube page and hit that old subscribe button for us and you can also see us on all of our social media channels. Maybe we'll start Joe a TikTok account. <laughs> In honor of today's show. But you can see us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to visit the Garage Logic Shop online at Garagelogic.com. We'll catch you again tomorrow. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold Geller's now is absolutely the time for you to do the same thing for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get the man himself, Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold, but you're also going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice and josh is with us once again here in garage logic and josh is it time to buy and possibly go all in
6: well chris i am not a poker player by any stretch of the imagination i leave that to son number two judd who is a very good poker player and a pretty good investor in his own right but i would be at this point in time adding to positions even starting on positions and some of the okay, some of my favorite names that are related to internet to leisure that are china related businesses but i don't have to invest in china still in real assets and reducing my uh, cash pile now i've talked for years and I've used a strategy with myself and my clients. My investments are in the exact same place that my clients are in. We go in together, we go out together, win, lose, or draw. But the strategy is keeping up to uh, 30% in cash, keeping up to or between 30 and 60% in value-oriented companies, which I would look at. You currently includes favorites, Apple, and Amazon. Amazon, by the way, got a nice boost on their announcement of a 20-for-1 stock split. You know, prior to that, when Amazon was down at a low, analysts were saying, hey, start to invest if you haven't in Amazon. They have plenty of levers for growth. I still believe that. Biggest risk to Amazon, biggest risk to Apple, is a bill that was introduced by one of our local senators, uh, Senator Klobuchar, aiming to eventually break these companies up and reduce their power, saying that they are anti competitive. I firmly disagree with that stance. Plenty of competition for these big companies like Apple and Amazon. I can understand, you know, a few other companies that might be targeted, but not Apple nor Amazon. Separate issue. I'd be investor there. Then 30 to 60% in faster-growing companies and used for shorter-term trading. Here I've taken a look at some of the semiconductor names, many of which have been knocked down. Yes, there still is concern that if the Fed raises interest rates and the Fed does meet tomorrow, or if today and tomorrow, I'm announce their change in interest rate policy. The fear is that these companies will drop in value as interest rates rise. There's also the concern right now that a lot of the material that they need for a manufacturer are under fire as they come from uh, Russia, Ukraine, and a lot of the manufacture is done in China and Taiwan. Yes, those are concerns. I think that many of the leading companies have already counted for some of these issues given what transpired in the last two years. That's an area that I like. And of course, I like leisure companies, specifically some of the casino companies, which are not only back to normal plays, but with the expansion of online sports betting, do offer some potential. And lastly, if I look at real assets, well, that's still holds real estate, fertilizer companies, energy producers. The market for energy, still going to be there, still tremendous need. I've talked about solving the problem of inflation, solving the issues with Russia, drill, baby drill. It would take time for that to transpire, but rather than being dependent again, we'll say on authoritarian and despotic regimes for oil, being energy independent is very significant. We talk about energy independence, also talk about being commodity dependent. I know there's this big push for using electric vehicles, battery technology, etc. Well, for that to work, you need certain minerals, including copper, nickel, the list goes on. Most of the copper and uh, nickel currently being mined is not coming from the United States. It comes from some of those authoritarian and despotic regimes. That's a problem. We are, however, in the United States, graced with copper and nickel. And we even have that in the state of Minnesota. But there has been a push not to mine those minerals here. And then it the pushes by those same people who want to get rid of fossil fuel. Can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Need to mine for copper, nickel. Need to drill for oil and natural gas. And find that. We have that in abundance and we, that being the United States, has the ability not only to power ourselves, but to export that power and that will add to the strength of the economy and pay very significant dividends going forward.
2: Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. It's absolutely the time to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608 where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice josh as always thank you so much for the time and the chat have a great day and we'll talk to you again on thursday
6: you got a deal thanks chris
0: investment advisor services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a registered advisor in the state of minnesota past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk